Hey, it's George and Jess. Your journey of self-discovery starts here. All right, I believe this is a question that a woman is better suited to answer. What would you consider a, or how would you define a body positive influencer? Um, I guess it would be someone who is using a social media platform to promote being, having positive feelings about your body, regardless of its size or shape. That's my definition. Okay. I didn't Google it, but that's, that's what I would define it as. Do you believe that most body positive influencers do not necessarily have the, I, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for here? The, <laughs> I don't know the Hollywood physique. Um, I follow a lot of body positive accounts. Let me ask just to be candid. Are most of them heavier? Yeah, I follow a lot of body positive accounts and it's all different shapes. Okay. Some of them are very thin and fit, but they their messaging is intuitive eating or intuitive exercise or um you know, accept some of it's not even body positivity, it's body neutrality, which is where it's like you're neutral. Sure. about your body. Um but I I would say it's the accounts that I follow, it's a mixture of body types. The, the, the reason I bring this up is because, you know, I often talk how social media and influence has caught up with men in today's world as well. They're becoming more conscious of the conscious of the way that they look mm-hmm. right. And their body image. Okay. And they, they see a lot of these guys with, you know, the abs and they're, they're getting more fit and guys want to be able to be mm-hmm. at a pool in the summer with their shirt off and not be embarrassed, even though they, they won't admit that they are. A lot of them are, are self-conscious about it, right? The, the thing that I've noticed, though, and it's it's glaringly obvious now that I think about it, is there are no I I for instance have never seen a male version of a body positive influencer. Mm-hmm. So I, I and I don't know why that is. I don't know either. I think that um like the quote unquote body positive space online was originally created by people with um, marginalized bodies, like that you weren't seeing as much in the media, that weren't being represented as much. Does that make sense? Uh, Well, can you think of one individual that's an example? As a... I mean, would you say just somebody that would be maybe maybe like a, a little bit heavier? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, okay. Yeah. I got you. When you say marginalized, I'm just like. Well, it's a, like an underrepresented body type. Okay. Like if you're not turning on, on your, your shows right. or seeing it in a magazine. Right. That would be like the underrepresented body types. 
Yeah, because this story surfaced again that the Today Show featured a couple of women Mm -hmm. that were considered body positive influencers because they were a little bit heavier than Victoria's Secret models. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it, which is which is crazy because that's the world we live in. And when I say the thing that that same image is has caught up with men as well, it has, but they don't seem to react as much. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Men, men I don't know. I, th- I think it's just a maybe. Maybe it's just a guy thing where they don't they don't need somebody telling them that it's okay to be a little bit overweight. Got it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why I don't think there's any of them out there. I'm sure there are. Because, because there's there's a lot of guys that hide behind the, oh, dad bods are in. And when in reality, and I've had this conversation with other guys too, I've been there and it's easy to joke about it. But I think with most men, if you were to get, get inside their head, they wished they didn't look like that and they they they're they're afraid to admit it mm. that's that's and, so, and then maybe maybe it does bother them a little bit more and they just hide it very well i could see that cuz or they don't want to talk about it's it it's trending that way it is i mean it, it it's it's everywhere there's it, whether you're young you know i can think of influencers from you know, teens right into their 60s and 70s now that are successful online with being fit. Well, and I think that the thing about social media that everyone forgets is like, you're not there for everyone. Right. You know, like you, you you're find, not going to make everybody happy. Right. Yeah. And so if you're a fit influencer, you know, you'll find your people. And if you're a body positive influencer, you'll find your people. And so there's like this outrage. This is the story on the Today Show was about these body positive influencers who had lost weight. Right. And like the negative feedback. Not from everybody, by the way, but. Right. But they were yeah. getting some negative feedback. They got described as a flood of negative comments. So yes. it's, it's like remembering, aside from kind of all of the, body positive whatever like you you don't have to please everyone and you're not going to yeah and if there's someone you're following whose content isn't resonating with you anymore or doesn't align with you anymore it's okay to unfollow them you know you don't right. have to berate them or no. be rude or be you can disagree and just unfollow them right. and and curate your social media feed to fit your ideals. What what do you think was the reason that these influencers started to get the negative comments after losing some weight and deciding to pursue fitness a little bit more? Um did, did it did it alienate a portion of their following? Is that what it did? I'm sure that's part of it. Like but, and, where you're, fo- you know, you're following someone because you either, um, you know, like want to aspire to have some of their characteristics, you know, like you, I follow a lot of people who are, who are very anti-diet and that's a journey that I've been on for several years. Sure. So I, I follow that content because it resonates with me. Yep. I follow a ton of sober accounts. Yes. 
women that don't drink alcohol because I like reading that content. I resonate with it. Sure. So yes, if you are a, someone who's following body positive accounts for that type of content and their body changes, the influencer's body changes, you may feel like, Hey, we don't have this thing in common anymore. Like, why are you changing? Am I, do I, does this, there's some projecting probably of like, does this mean that I'm not good enough anymore the way that I am? Or like, does this mean I should be thinking about losing weight and right or wrong? This is just the way social media affects us psychologically. By the way, it it wasn't just women that felt like maybe they were perceived as somebody that needed to lose weight. There was a lot of women that weighed in that had eating disorders. Mm -hmm. And that's another side of this coin. Yeah. Is, and I, I like, there's one of these influencers specifically who has been open about her own eating disorder. And so there was a little bit of like, are you okay? You know, are you relapsing? Like what is, what is causing the weight loss? Is a desire to be thin what inspires people to get like, like I would, I want, I want to say inspire, but is, is that the onset of like anorexia and bulimia and some of the, is, is that all it is or is there a deeper underlying issue? Or is it just a simple desire to be thin? So I'm going to answer your question, but with a caveat of like, I don't actually know the answer to that question, but I will, I will give you my answer, which is that it's deeper. And I think a lot of it stems from the value that we put, that we attach to being thin in society. Um, I think that's kind of like just the tip of the iceberg though. Cause I, I think I, a lot of it goes much deeper. Um, I struggled with disordered eating, but never, I, I never was diagnosed with an eating disorder, but for a very long time I had really unhealthy habits I had a around fa- eating and weight loss. Yeah, I've had a family member yep. who was never really what I would consider obese, right? But heavy enough to where she didn't, feel like she fit in with the, mm-hmm. again, it's the, it's the influence, what you see on at that time, it was magazine covers and television and everything yeah. else and developed bulimia in, in her thirties, which was crazy. Right. Yeah. To me, I'm like at that point it, you, you made it that far. <laughs> right. And that was a serious issue for a few years. Yeah. And wound up at the university of Minnesota getting help. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, a psychological it's this seems to affect i I, and i always talk about how it social media has caught up with men the influence Mm -hmm. and and all of it but it does seem to affect women differently Uh, yeah because i think that's where that value comes where our our and i say our as women so much of our value in society is tied to what we look like that you feel like the weight piece is sometimes like a control thing right? where it's like, I can control my size by limiting my food and then I will be valuable and loved and accepted. Right. 
which may sound crazy to someone who's never like been down that path, but it, that's kind of how the thoughts um, can spiral really quickly. Right. And where you start making choices that you know aren't healthy for you or right. good for your body, but it, it almost becomes um, like addictive right. to be actively losing weight. Right. And that's why, like with these body positive influencers, that's why represent, representation matters so much. And you hear that a lot in like the disabled community um, where they're like, Barbie is doing a really phenomenal job from my perspective of like making inclusive dolls with, um, they just released their first doll with Down syndrome, a Barbie doll. I did not know that. And, you know, they've got a doll in a wheelchair and it's like, that's where this representation piece where young girls, if they see things that look like them, sure, it helps them feel accepted. Yes. I have whether seen. it be differently abled or differently sized or, or the color of your skin or whatever. Going back, by the way, the, the, the influencers that we are talking about, I know I picked up on three of them, the two that were on, uh, the Today Show and then one other one that I've just found doing research were all ran into issues when they lost weight. Yep. Um, th there's a side to this, a legit side to this when it comes to being healthier, right? And I'll, the reason I bring this up is uh, my, my mom is diabetic, mm -hmm. right? And my that's something when I go for, in for my annual physical, my doctor watches. Mm-hmm. And I have, he's seen that borderline, especially when I was heavier and I was still drinking alcohol. Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is an issue. But even with this, like when, as, as fantastic as my numbers were with this last physical I had earlier this week, uh, my blood sugar was the one thing he said, it's not high, but you're, you're in that, that area where I, you don't want it to go up any further. Mm -hmm. And he said, to be honest, if you lost... <laughs> another 10 or 15 pounds that would probably fix that. Hmm. And I'm not, I don't consider myself heavy. Not at all. But the reason I bring that up, I could lose, I could lose 15 pounds in 15 or 20 pounds. And I think I'd look great, but cause it would be body fat. Right. And that body fat yeah. is what runs that up. Right. So there I, not taking offense, I understood what he's talking about. And then I remember your aunt Joellen telling me when she sees people. She's, she's a nurse a, she's practitioner. A, she's a nurse practitioner and she worked with the VA for a long time, right? And she said, you know, she, she tried to pound that into guys' heads so often. Like she said, 10 or 15 pounds can be all the difference in the world. Mm -hmm. It really can. So there is a health aspect to this. And if, if, by the way, if you are, and I know I, I this is a touchy subject and everybody, nobody would ever. I know it's a really hard conversation right. to, to nobody, even try to tackle. Nobody ever wants to talk about this because I don't want to, you don't want to sound like you're picking on somebody. Of course not. But, but I can tell you for a fact, this is, this is not just my perception. It is a fact that if you are obese, it's doing, you're doing harm to your health. Well, and I think that that again goes back to this like societal thing where we, it's easy to forget. Right. Like that, that does have an impact on your health 
it's it's way beyond what you look like. Oh, 100%. You know, yeah. but we we get so focused on that, even where like if someone's losing weight and you're like, oh, gosh, she looks really good. She's lost weight. Well, you know, like what what's really happening? So it kind of goes both ways where like there are there are internal health, physical health aspects that we often forget that go with gaining and losing weight. But yes, carrying extra weight. It's bad. It's can hard on your heart. Cause it's hard on your organs. Disease. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's it's not good for you. Right. And not not picking on anyone at all because there's you know obviously access to to fresh food, uh, education. Like there's a lot of things that aren't equal and available. One hundred percent. Yeah. A lot of people and and I agree with them when it comes down to that. We're not all on an even playing not field. not at all i mean it could and it could it, i mean a variety of different things but i think the socioeconomic standpoint yeah. is like that's it's a whole different 100 whole different ball game and for so a lot i'm of not gonna sit here and say like if everyone just ate blueberries and yogurt everything would be fine like i know <laughs> right. that that is not realistic right i know at all i know it's not but it's it, it is a touchy a touchy subject but it gets brought up all the time you know yeah, it's it's hard to talk about and it's just kind of like, I mean, that's what we do is we talk about things that are hard, to hard talk to about, talk right. about. Um, but the, the influencer thing came up on the today show. I follow a really popular um, podcaster sure. who's recently gotten into fitness and well, um, it all goes in line with what we've been talking about for the past year. Mm -hmm. This is not just a trend. It's a whole movement. Because people want better quality of life and they want to live longer and they want to, they just want to feel better. They're doing it for themselves. Yeah. That's the key. If you're losing, if you're going to lose a bunch of weight to impress other people, it's the wrong reason. Right. Or if you're punishing yourself right. or, you know, trying to hate yourself thin, that's a, a popular term um, that gets used. Like that's, that's not the right way to do it. Right. So it's really comes down to like the intention behind it. And are you doing it in a way that is sustainable? Like, are you focusing on intuitive eating and, and nutrition right. versus, you know, weighing everything you eat or restricting? Um, are you exercising like because you don't like yourself and you're trying to punish your body or are you exercising because it legitimately makes you feel good? Yeah, I, I sympathize the influencers that I, that I did see them interview because it's a double-edged sword because Completely. with social media and the way the internet now is people find people to follow that are like them mm -hmm. and make them feel good. Right. Yes. So these women had developed this huge following and when they decided to take a different path, they risked, losing yep. a substantial portion of their following. Yep. And, and that is uh, that comes down to dollar bills for and a lot of these people. Something that's hard to remember too is like lots of times when, se if someone doesn't like you, if you've not done anything to them. I know people like that that are on social media that they can't win. It says right. more about the person than it does about you. I know, you. yeah. Like I, I remember, and I've told this Per, I know this person in real life, but she's kind of like a social media. She's got a big following. Anyway, I 
she got really into fitness and she was posting about fitness all the time. And I was like, not in that place. I was kind of partying a lot. And so her content was like triggering me because she was being really healthy and I wasn't. Yeah. And so I unfollowed her and later I refollowed her and now we're like actually friends, but it was, it, it was definitely a me problem, not a her problem to me. I, but I understand the dilemma here because it would be the same thing when, when I got out of radio mm-hmm. and we, st- we started doing this. So I was a path in life that I chose that I was passionate about. Yep. I'm like, I'm good. I want to do this. That's one of the first things I told John when I went and seen him at JP fitness, I was like, this is legit. I only from here on out, I'm only endorsing and talking about and dealing with advertisers yeah. who have a product that I really believe in. So if you and I woke up one day and decided that uh, we're going to, you know, all of a sudden start endorsing, you know, Ben and Jerry's and Baskin Robbins and whatever. You know, and we're like, Hey, you don't need to work out and be healthy. Yeah. Pack on that extra 50 pounds and it's fine. YOLO to switch with that, right. To right. switch gears like that. That's, yeah. That would be incredibly difficult oh, to do. Like I hear from a ton of women every day. I hear from women who want to talk about living alcohol free, right? Because I'm really open. I'm on my own social media about, living alcohol free. Sure. And so, yeah, if I all of a sudden started guzzling wine again, I imagine that I would have a lot of followers that would be like, nah, not They'd for be gone. me. Not yeah. for me. Like right. that was something that, that they admired or, you know. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're curious about, so that you run the risk if you're going to live your life publicly. Um, You're not going to make everyone happy all the time. Right, right. But it's it goes back to what we've talked, and we've we've tackled this like from a million different directions, the the body image thing. Mm-hmm. Because despite what they tell you, it's network television, the internet, everything. They're talking about, they're talking out of both sides of their mouth because yes. they'll tell you, oh my God, it's, you got to have a positive body image. But everything that you see and everything that they throw at you is, I mean, Great looking, super fit, mm-hmm. right? That's that's the industry. And what they don't tell you is that you can be super fit and still have a bad body image. Sure. Yeah. You know, like getting thin doesn't fix it. No. It doesn't change your body image and just because you lost weight. Like it's it that's a that's a a mindset and thing. There, and honestly, everybody is genetically made up different. Mm-hmm. So Despite how much weight you lose, your frame may not yeah. be set to be that thin. I'm, it may just be you. You your body might be designed to carry more. Yeah, right. I'm I mean, never going to have narrow hips. Right. Well, exactly. I, I never will. Well, you can't. Right. Like that's not the way my body shaped. Yeah. And I spent a lot of years trying to get narrow hips. Right. Not I know. not 
realizing that that is not the way that my body is shaped. I will sure. never have narrow hips. It's crazy, right? That pe- I mean, but I mean, you literally that hence, you know, with the, the rich socialites in Hollywood, what do they do when their body doesn't necessarily they have the surgery? Yeah. Which is insane. To right. Me, right. Right. So that so then the average American can't shell out six figures to have their body reconstructed to fit the the trend yeah the body trend right so that's but because of kids specifically this younger generation now that has access to this is their whole world is just Mm -hmm. they're inundated with this stuff all the time i hope yes and i mean it starts it starts so young with like look at the disney princesses Look at the villains in Disney movies. But here's the honest to God truth. This is a fact. People want, and I've, you and I both know this after 30 years of doing advertising and building campaigns and all of that. People like to look at things that are pretty. They do. That's a fact. They do. That is a fact. When you say that there's somebody that's underrepresented the reason is it won't sell as much product. Mm-hmm. That's a and fact. And that's all they're doing. Yep, that's all. So the game, it's all about making money, right? So there's an underlying desire in, in, in the majority of the population mm-hmm. to look like what they think is the perfect body. Yeah. It's so true. Right? It's so true. I mean, in, in, I'm... And it goes back to my point. I'm like, I'm surprised this hasn't caught up with more men because men do bring it up. Mm-hmm. I was having this conversation with uh, John the other day because there's some guys that be like, well, I want bigger shoulders because of your frame. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. It's the same with narrow hips. I want longer legs. Yeah, they're only going to get, you know, so wide. Right. And and another thing that one, one thing that does in a cripple men's egos and I, I, I and it's not funny, but it kind of is funny is because it's big business is calves. You told me this and I was like, what are you? I'm not making never looked at a man's calves. Calf implants are big business because you can only build so much muscle. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know guys that work on them and work on them and work on them and they just spend, they got a whole routine dedicated to just their legs and it's they only get so big. Chris has me doing calf calf raises. I'm like, what? What is this for? I do, I do, I I do them as well. I was like, bro, I wear high heels. I don't need to do this. This is wasting my time. But there, <laughs> but the one thing with men specifically that I think you'll, I've noticed that on social media that gets mm-hmm. picked apart all the time is legs. And I don't know why that is. And that's why calf that's implants so for weird. men. I think calf implants and chest implants are the biggest money makers when it comes wow. to cosmetic surgery for men. Calves are huge, 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 big business. Why can't we just give everybody access to nutritious food? Well, that wouldn't even do and it, though. That's just, a, but that's not the answer. I know it isn't. I'm it's just image. I, it's all image. I like to have my utopian like dream right. of everyone. You could feed somebody the perfect diet. 
Well, no, I'm not saying they're going to get, get the calves. The perfect, they- well, no, I'm not just even just saying calves, but men and women alike. I guarantee you, you could feed them the perfect diet, get them the perfect trainer, and have all the time to do all of the training, and they would still pick their body apart. Right, because it's a mindset thing. Right, because there are some people that are genetically just gifted. Yes. I mean, and, and, and they fit the profile that the media is telling you is perfect. I used to also really try and get abs. That's another thing. Which, like, there's so many layers, no pun intended, to the ab thing. But, like, that's a genetic thing. Yeah, absolutely. That is a... Diet nutrition. Diet nutrition. That is um, very low body fat yeah. on most people. It's not healthy. So that was a weird thing that I was hung up on for a long time. Like I would right. stare at my stomach. You can't live like that. In the mirror and like try and decipher if I could see my abs. I mean, you can get, a, there's people that have with the visual abs and you're like, God, there, that, that's great. But a lot of the, the guys that I follow, even the women too, will tell you, you know, when you see them in those pictures with the perfect lighting and the perfect abs, they've been on an eight to 12 week cut. And they say you 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 don't want to live like this. Yeah, I do. They'll they'll admit to you. We do this for photo shoots, and that's a lot of the photos that we'll use for our advertisers and sure. everything else. But you don't want to live like this. And not judging people with abs. I know. I or know. Calves, I. Or like, but honestly, it's, it's an example of the extremes that people will go yes. to to achieve what somebody else is telling them is the perfect body. Yes, that's what it comes down to. And it's. I mean, I could go on on this topic because my journey of body acceptance has been very long and I feel like I'm in a good place most of the time. But why are we commenting on people's bodies to begin with? Because that's what I'm, that's what we do. <laughs> I know, but yeah, it, have it, you ever thought of it? Like what a weird thing and, that is. And you know what's really sad is when I was growing up as a young child, when I was young, I was taught by my parents to never do that. But with the internet and social media now, people can, there, there's the keyboard warriors. Oh yeah. And everybody's so, everybody's susceptible And to everyone's this. an expert. Yeah. I know, but it's just a weird thing. Like even again, again, because you don't know, like somebody may be losing weight because they're on a medication for something. Right. Somebody may be losing weight because they're depressed. Like you don't know. So even when you think like, gosh, you look thin, like that you're saying a compliment, like don't. Yeah, I would say this. Don't comment on people's bodies. I would say this. If you want to be healthier, adopt a healthier diet, get some exercise and don't try to compete or be anybody else, compete with or be anybody else. Yeah. Because the only person you should be competing with is yourself. That's it. Yep. You, you're, you're never you, you, you versus you. Well, there's, I mean, but you got to get your mind, your, your thoughts on board too. Well, I just, again, it goes back to just genetic makeup. Not everybody can look no. like Barbie. No. I mean, that's the simp that's and, and Ken. I should regress on my Barbie statement from earlier. I think Barbie's doing a really good job of promoting diversity and inclusion on differently abled and different, um, skin colors but the, sure. the body thing for barbie there's some 
room for improvement. They, Barbie looks like she's on Baywatch. Yeah, and they did introduce some different shaped Barbies, okay. but I think um, there's still. Do you think room. if they would have cast a different Barbie than Margot Robbie? Do you think that that would have been the 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 right move for the movie? No, I'm not. T- I'm not talking about the movie. I'm talking about like the Mattel, the toy I company. I know, but that it's all. Barbie. I don't know. It's all based on that. I know, right? but I mean, it's that movie. I think is satire. Well, based it, on the previews, so. you you don't think you don't think that women and their daughters are going to flood. The I mean, movie I'm gonna, theaters. I'm definitely. Are gonna. you kidding me? We have a we have a six year old that is dying to see that movie and it's rated pg-13 for whatever reason i don't know, I know. i'm kind of worried about that i might have to we might have to go first and you, make yeah sure that i was like cool. oh god what is what well, what's I, know, in there? I mean the color and the set but anyway is, i digress yeah. but um yeah it's it's a big topic and it it's difficult to talk about because you is. don't want to offend anybody i know and when you when you brought it up and i was like ah, i don't think i want to talk about that but i'm glad we did because i think it, it is an important conversation because people feel like they can't talk about it well the reason you have to talk about it is because it's everywhere and and the thing is with again i always go back to this with the world the way it is and the and social media and the internet and everything else you're not going to stop anybody men or women from being inundated with what they are told is the perfect physique so I'm doing a presentation on Saturday on fashion and style at a mom's conference. Yes. And body image is one of my topics. It's, That's great. It's brief because I mean, it could literally be its own conference. Sure. But um, I'll, I'll share like the, the turning point for me in my body image journey was when I forced myself to recognize when I was doing it. Like I had, I made myself recognize the negative thoughts and things that I was saying. And I made myself stop. Like it, I I decided I wasn't going to be available for those kinds of comments. Sure. And it changed everything. Right. And it really was because of our daughter, because I didn't want her to hear me saying that. Right. And then think that about herself because that's what happens. Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I had to decide. It wasn't like I decided I'm going to love my body. It was like the first step was becoming unavailable for the negativity and then going from there. But I'll, I'll say this, to be honest, my journey. Mm hmm into fitness at this point in my life was inspired by other guys I saw on social media. Yeah, I'm not kidding. That and was that's, a, and, and I don't think there's anything wrong with being that. at the pools in Vegas. And I was like, that guy's my age. Why is he fit? <laughs> you know, I mean, seriously, I'll, I will admit it. I will admit it that, but I, I will say this too. You have to get down to the point where you're doing it for yourself. You, it's, yes. it's, it's okay. You know, I don't know. It's almost the opposite with, with men in this sense for some women. I mean, for some men, it's very difficult for them to say, I want to, I want my body to look good. They won't say it. They'll be like, Oh, I want to improve my golf swing or <laughs> I want to just lose a few LBs or I want to be able to bench such and such weight when in reality, and I can tell you this for a fact, they want to look good. 
right? A lot of them do, but they won't talk about it. But I think it's becoming more and more of a discussion Mm -hmm. with guys. It is. I mean, I, I know it is because some of the guys I follow, right? They want to change the composition of their body. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't. And that's okay. Yes, it is. And I always tell them that. I'm like, you can go. You could go to JP Fitness, and when you have that consult with John mm-hmm. or Chris or whoever, you can tell them, "I want to look good," and that's okay to say that because that's a different journey. It is. It right? is. Like when I went. For my consultation at JP Fitness, I said, I want to be consistent. I want to consistently come to the gym. I don't want to get on the scale. I don't want to talk about any of that because I knew that that can very easily lead me down a path that I don't want to go down. Right, right. Negative vibes. But that's the beauty of working with the trainers and the team at JP Fitness is they meet you where you are. Right. I mean- they never tried to talk me into doing anything differently. Sure. They were like, I'm glad we know that. Thank you for telling us. Let's make a plan that's going to work for you. Right. Which is huge. Yeah. By the way, when you're uh, the week that you're gone, you're, just, you're not going to be gone for an entire week. Well, about four, four, four days, maybe coming up here in May. I, we're going to have a discussion. I've got John and a, one of his uh, nutrition mm. coaches is we're going to talk about cool. this because that you you do have to make it practical mm-hmm. and then you, you and sustainable there, there's a right approach to this yes right versus i mean if you want to just eat chicken breast and broccoli go for it yeah i've lived that <laughs> life before no. zero stars but i'm like I, I i'm 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 at this point where like you know what i want to eat pizza and if i want a piece of cake i'm eating cake yeah i'm not gonna there's no way so i don't you know, fall into that category of people who are like, I got to have my six pack babs. I'm like, whatever. That's six great. Six pack of abs. That's what, <laughs> is there more? Could you have more than six? I think you, you can. Because you see different people. And again, it goes back to that composition, yeah. your, your genetic makeup. Yep. Everybody's once, if they, their ab muscles show, everybody's looks different. I mean, I, there's the. I have a feeling I'll never know. <laughs> There's how many I know. packs of abs it's, I have. It's so I don't need to. It's yeah. It's man. That is that takes some serious discipline, and it's not a way I think most people would like to live. Yeah, it's not for me. But no. if it is for you, that's cool too. But it comes down to this: as long as you're healthy, right? If you're healthy and you're happy, yeah, that's that's the key. Yeah, and you can get your your mindset to cooperate with all of that too. But I mean, it, it, the danger is, and I, I see a lot of influencers talk about this. Some of them, very famous ones will say, we cannot tell people that are morbidly obese that it's okay. And that's where the, the difficult conversation comes mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Right? I mean, there are definitely health ramifications. If you're going to do it, do it right. Well, like at JP Fitness, we've got a link on our website. Again, log on. I'm telling you, that's an environment that's super inclusive, and they're going to take you as an individual and get you where you want to be. And meet you where you are, which is hugely important on that type of a journey. You sounded like Donald Trump right there, hugely. Hugely. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. Um, But in all seriousness, I'm dead serious. If you want to find a spot, and you're looking for a spot where they're going to take you as an individual and get you where you want to go and not try to make you anybody else, JP Fitness is your spot. 
I am going to switch gears for a second All right. because I am getting a haircut on Tuesday. Uh-oh. And I'm very excited. You're getting your extensions out. It's time for my extensions to come out. And you're going to leave them out? You're not getting new ones? They've had, I've had them in for um, about five months, which is max. And then you've They're had, grown out. But you've had them bef- another set before that. Yeah, it's been right? about a year. Yeah. I've had multiple sets, but I've sure. had them in for about a year. Um, and I am going to have them taken out. I'm going to heat. They're the bonded extensions. They're so much fun. I absolutely love them, but I'm ready for a break. I'll let my hair have a little break. And I'm going with a French bob. I remember. I know what you're talking and about. And I'm so yeah. excited. I just, I'm ready for something fresh sure. and cool for summer. And I'm think I'm going to get bangs. Oh, no. But not like in a, you are told, you okay, that's Jess? What, that's what you told me, that when, when girls no. get bangs, well, they're going through something. This is true. You told me that. This is true. Yeah. But... I, I feel like I've really thought through this. This is not okay. like a, you should maybe see a therapist before your hairstylist situation. Right, right. I feel like I'm just ready. Do we need to call Callie <laughs> <laughs> and ever come out? Um, I don't think so. Okay. But I do feel, I felt like kind of in a rut lately and I don't know if it's the weather or just like, because I keep wearing giant sweaters around the house. Because, well, it's we're about to enter May here, and it yeah. still feels like January. So I've just kind of felt in a rut, and I'm just I feel like I'm ready for a change. And there is a saying that a woman who cuts her hair is about to change her life. There you go. So look out. We'll see if I if I pull the trigger on the bangs. So you're going down to see Nicole so and I'm the crew gonna, at Heat. I'm going to Heat, and I this is my thought is. You know how, like, when you're a professional at something, yeah, you have an opinion about like how someone should do something. Sure, like if you listen to a podcast, you would have thought, and not not from like a judgmental, you would just be like, oh, they should do this, right? Or this would sound better. So my plan is, I'm going to sit down in Miranda's chair and be like, you are a hairstylist, you're a senior hairstylist, incredibly talented. What should I do? It, now, not all hairstylists. Are crazy. Not all of them. But no the, one said they were. Well, I I thought that for a long time. Oh, you thought that. Oh, you want to know? You want to know why? Because every time I would meet one, they would have some wild, crazy look and do like they just stuck their finger in a socket, like an like an electric. I mean, like they looked like uh, Jimi Hendrix or sure or uh, you know just. And I'm like Phil Spector. I mean, these are guys. <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm not lying. And I'm like, well, you're a hairstylist. You should know better than that. Right. And I always, I never brought that up. I think up. they experiment a lot. They must. Yeah. Because I've known some of them. They got, and they always come up with these wild look like, like they should be. Like, I don't see that anymore. That might be a very like 90s Maybe thing. it was where they all looked like they should have been like. Well, that's the, when big hair was. The sex pistols or something <laughs> like that. And I'm like, what are yeah. you doing? Uh, the girls at Heat all have very lovely, like. Perfectly quaffed. I know, I know. Locks, but anyway, I so saw. I'm going to let Miranda kind of guide me. Like, oh, I'm dying. Bangs to see that. or right. no bangs? Like, how? What are we? What are we going to do here? Because right. I trust her, and I'm like, do I want to look like I'm having that proverbial midlife crisis or not? Or do I want to look like I may be jetting off to the French Riviera this there summer? There you go. Like, get the red lip stain and like. That's, I, that's the look. That's I gotta, the vibe. I, I have to talk to, we have to get Nicole in here sometime because I want to talk to her about my, 
the way I see hairstylists because I'm not lying after 30 years in radio and I met so many of them. I'm like, they're, they're a different breed. I I've known a lot of hairstylists and none of them have had incredibly crazy hair. I just they well, they're just, I think this is a nineties thing. They're strange cats. So I shouldn't even say this. What I want it. You have to say it now. Like growing up. Yeah. The hair salon was like the gossip hub. Sure. In our town. Was it the old ladies with the curlers and the big things on our head? Well, this was like... Not the 50s. <laughs> not the 50s. This was the 90s. But right. I I remember like the woman that did hair, my mom would go and then she'd come back and she'd like, well, I heard this and I heard this and I heard this. And I'd right. be like, oh, I'd like dread her going to get her hair done because it was like the gossip hub. Yeah. That's a small town thing, not a hairstylist thing. Right. That's just like there was one hairstylist and she got everybody's dirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, that explains it. And so then when my mom would go in, she would get everybody's dirt. Oh, God. (laughs) That is, I mean, and we're talking small, small towns, like 5,000 people. Yes, like very small. That's a very small town thing. But I think like even in the 50s, there was some gossip that happened at the salon. Yeah, I don't know how. That was like a a gathering place because gals would go get their hair done like once a week and get it set and then. I don't know why I I think that because I just, I think it must've been something like that. I just noticed. (laughs) Well, they're very creative. That that, that might've been very creative. And they got creative with their hair. Sure. Yeah. That must've been it, man. Cause I was, whenever I would meet them or they'd come in, I'd be like, wow. I doubt Miranda's going to dye me pink or (laughs) give me a mohawk or anything. Well, you never know. If they did, they'd do a fantastic job. But if you're ready for a fresh look, if you're ready to jet off to the French Riviera with right. me. Or do or anything else. Or right? anything else. If you're if you want your own mermaid hair extensions, uh, there's a link on our website for Heat Salon and they're awesome. Yeah, they are fantastic. All right. Have yourself a fantastic day. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode.